Okay, we'll call tonight's uh, City Council Meetings Committee of the Whole to order. The Council should have the minutes of the May 4th Committee of the Whole meeting. Are there any additions or corrections to those minutes? If not, do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. All right, I have a motion and a second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? And the minutes are carried forth. This time, questions on the agenda for City Manager Crouch. Anybody from the Council have a question on tonight's agenda? I don't have anything on tonight's agenda, but I do have a question for the city manager. Sure, go ahead, Chief. Uh, I know last committee the whole I brought up the Cox Road uh, widening and restriping, and currently is set to have two trafficway lanes and uh, two bike lanes on each on, on each side of the road. But I've been talking to a lot of my constituents, and I've yet to find someone that agrees with that. Uh, that actually travels the road out there quite regularly. And they all feel, as I do too, that it would be better and it would be safer to have three lanes, one of which would be a turn lane from, it would go from uh, Longleaf to Veterans, and, and then from, from Longleaf to, uh, well, go from, the three lanes would go from Wire to Veterans, but from Longleaf, between Longleaf and, and Wire, you have a multi-use path, which is great, and we're looking forward to that. But I just think it would be safer for everybody involved, including bicyclists, to have the turn lane in the middle and two traffic lanes on each side. I'd like to discuss that at the ne next uh, committee of the whole meeting, if that's possible. Okay. So if, if council okay with that, we'll set time at, at the next meeting, which is June the 1st, uh, during the committee of the whole, and to have a discussion amongst the council about, about this topic. Yes, sir. Is that okay? Megan, what will we need to do? 6.45, 6.30, potentially? We'll, we'll set the time. Let me talk with City Engineer Fraser about it. And the other thing that we have to warn, we do have an active contract on this, and we need to check with the contractor to see where they are. I, I will be very frank. We are all clear it's not a fast-moving contract at this stage. So I'm not confident that it would be striped prior to the next Committee of the Whole meeting, but I need to be sure, and we have some coordination and contractual obligations with them. So... I'll do some checking, and if there are any issues you need to know about and this needs to be discussed sooner and the council's willing, I'll let you know. Okay. And let me okay. add, I appreciate the, the staff's patience with that project. I know it's been a trying one, but then they work really hard on it, but uh, we just feel like we're better suited with the three lanes. Certainly understandable, and we appreciate the patience of the residents out along Cox Road as well. It's been a challenging project, but a very necessary one. Thank you. Anyone else on the council have any type of comments or questions regarding tonight's agenda? Okay. City Manager, is there anything we need to know tonight? Is any changes? No, we have no changes to the agenda. Other, you know, on the agendas that, that you see, the only there's a minor change. It says on item 8B that there is a, a retail beer off and on premise only. It's an off premise only. Your agenda item is correct. The agenda item lists it incorrectly so both the, the beer and the wine uh, retail liquor license requests are for off-premise only okay is there a move to adjourn so moved all right come in is adjourned we'll start the city council meeting in about two minutes <clears throat> we'll call to order tonight's auburn city council meeting for may 18th 2021 roll call lindsay dawson here 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 here. Parsons. Here. Smith. Present. Taylor. Here. Bitten. Anders. Here. Would you please rise for the reciting of the Pledge of Allegiance and please remain standing for a moment of silence. I pledge allegiance to the flag 
of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please be seated. In Mayor's announcements tonight, during the Committee of the Whole, we did have a discussion uh, about setting aside time at the next uh, City Council meeting on June the 1st, potentially to discuss Cox Road and the striping of Cox Road uh, that Councilman Dawson brought forward. So we'll bring more information about that later. Uh, under Mayor's announcements tonight, I just wanted to, uh, uh, I've got a few things I wanted to go through. There is going to be a hospitality job fair that will be held on May the 25th. Uh, at the Magnolia Room at Southern Union State Community College. Uh, there's two different time slots from 8.30 to 10.30 and 3.30 to 5.30. Uh, with a number of our industries and uh, sectors uh, really nationwide, and I was at a meeting of the League of Municipalities last week in Huntsville with a lot of other mayors, um, this is a trying time for a lot of business owners as uh, they try to find people to come in and work. And so this is an opportunity for the hospitality industry to show their wares and do their own recruiting in a set-aside time. So if you're interested in doing that, we encourage you to attend. Speaking of uh, tourism, uh, we did have an AO uh, Tourism Board meeting just a few weeks ago, and they reported that things are looking up. This has been maybe the area that's been hit the hardest through COVID and has come back the slowest. But things have been promising in the last couple of months. Uh, the report was for A-Day and Auburn University graduation were very healthy weekends in the area. Uh, we had great, uh, beautiful weather as well. And so that's positive news regarding um, the hospitality industry. Also had an airport meeting a couple of weeks ago and there's a lot going on at the Auburn University Airport. They're looking at more hangar space and potentially an air traffic control tower, a new one out there. They're looking at the valuation of a safety zone and uh, the, the uh, student program um, that is uh, facilitated at the airport is really growing. They're expecting uh, over 100 more students this coming year, so things are really going well out there at the airport. Graduation is this Thursday night for both Auburn High School and Lee Scott Academy, and we congratulate all the young people and their families for making it through a difficult year and getting to the point where they're gonna graduate uh, on Thursday night, and we're certainly proud of all of them. We certainly hope Auburn High's graduation is partly a celebration too as the baseball team is playing for the state championship again. Uh, they play a single game tomorrow at 4 o'clock and then maybe a doubleheader on Thursday morning in Montgomery. And congratulations to Coach Simo and all the players for having another outstanding year. A couple of weeks ago, this area was hit hard by a number of storms. Um, I just want to say thank you to our city staff, public works, public safety, environmental services in particular. Megan, if there's some others that need to be mentioned, let me know. Uh, certainly our friends at Alabama Power who had to work long hours into the night, into the next day uh, to try to get everybody's power on to make all of our roads safe. Uh, we even had a fire station that was hit hard by this that we've got an action item on tonight. But uh, it was a tough storm. Um, we had a lot of hail and a lot of wind. But I just appreciate all the people uh, who did all that they could uh, to get Auburn back running again the next day. And thank you all the parents for their patience. We had a school that didn't have power for most of the day. Um, we just appreciate everybody working together to get Auburn back running. Auburn 2040, um, we've got a kickoff date, which will be July the 15th. Um, that is in the middle of the summer. We'll kick off on a Thursday evening at 530. That'll be held at Auburn High School's auditorium. 
The portal to re-sign up for your team will be open this Monday, so go to the city's website. We remind you again uh, that if you signed up the last time, that doesn't work now. You'll have to go back through the process and sign up again. So please go back through if you're interested in participating in Auburn 2040 and sign back up beginning on Monday. That portal will be open for about three weeks. And then our Memorial Day ceremony again this year will be different than it has been traditionally in Auburn. We've always had a wonderful breakfast where we've recognized outstanding uh, veterans who have served us uh, for many years and that are representative of the Auburn community. We will have an abbreviated ceremony at the Veterans Memorial on Memorial Day at 9 o'clock, and it's certainly open to the public, and we invite any of you to come. It'll also be streamed live as well. And that is all the announcements I have for tonight. And any other council rep representatives that have an announcement? I Mayor, said. I have an announcement. Sure. Go ahead, Mr. Parsons. Tomorrow, uh, here in the municipal building in the courtroom, uh, the Public Safety Department will be um, holding a ceremony honoring the uh, fallen heroes of our uh, public safety, of our police force. Uh, the public are welcome to attend. There'll be representatives from Opelika's police force as well as the fire department, and I look forward to seeing you there tomorrow. Thank you, Mr. Parsons. Anyone else on the council have an announcement they'd like to make? Yes, I have a, just a reminder sure. announcement about the Unsung Hero Day at Martin Luther King Park uh, this Saturday, May the 22nd, and it's going to start at 10 o'clock a.m. The we, we will be having a ceremony to celebrate the Unsung Heroes, and that ceremony will start uh, at 12 noon, and it <clears> should <throat> go on about an hour. And the public is invited, so I ask everyone who wants to to come out and enjoy that day, uh, that awesome day of fun, family. We'll be playing games and all kind of different activities and stuff. So it's just a reminder of anyone who would like to come. Good. Thank you, Connie. Anyone else on the council have an announcement? Okay, we'll close down this uh, point of our agenda and we'll move into Auburn University Communications. Thank you all for having me again. Um, some things that have been happening on campus lately. It is summer, so most students are gone, but summer classes have started, or they're starting tomorrow, so um, some people are moving back into campus today for that. Um, the College of Human Sciences just marked a huge construction milestone on the Tony and Libba Rain Culinary Science Center, which is on South College Street. Um, and Gov Governor Kay Ivey actually attended this event and noted that it was going to be a huge um, center for tourism when it is completed because it is a world-class facility, so we're really excited to have that on our campus. Um, Auburn has extended the third phase of its COVID-19 vaccine distribution plan, so now it's um, widened to people 12 years and over in the community, so um, 12 years and older can get vaccinated through Auburn University. Um, next, the Jewel Collins Smith Museum of Fine Arts is actually going to have a, uh, like a celebration on Thursday, May 20th at noon, a send-off for their traveling exhibition that they're having right now, which is Bernini and the Roman Baroque, so it's going to be a fun day of um, family-friendly events, um, fun and games. Um, so hopefully the weather will be good for that. Um, next, Camp Regal Freshman Orientation actually starts next Monday, May 24th. Um, we've been working really hard for it all semester. We have a lot of people coming to campus, so we're really making sure that we do it um, within COVID guidelines. And then there's also a virtual option for people to choose. So we're really looking forward to meeting the class of 2025. And then lastly, student government representatives, including myself, are really looking forward to city breakfast with you, Mayor Anders, on Friday. Um, and really, we're excited to continue the relationship between the city and the university. So thanks. That's all I have. And we're Eagle. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you Friday morning. 
Okay, we'll move into citizens' communications on items on the agenda. Remember, this is just items on tonight's agenda. We do have a number of items that you might want to speak to that do have public hearings attached to those. Um, if, in fact, those that is the item you'd like to uh, speak to the council on, I would ask that you please wait for that public hearing to address the council. But if there's anything else that you would like to speak to the council on items on tonight's agenda, please come forward and give your name and address for the record, and you have five minutes to speak. Okay. Seeing no one, we'll move ahead. City Manager's communications. Mayor, I have no additional communications. Are you ready for the consent agenda? We are. All right. Our first item of business on the, is the consent agenda itself. Does any council member wish to remove an item from that consent agenda and deal with that item individually? Yes, please. I'd like to remove item 8, Delta 3, 8D3. Anyone else on the council? Okay, we'll start with 8D3. Item 8D3 amends a commercial development agreement with Twister 5062 LLC to waive an event of default for failing to complete remaining capital improvements to an undeveloped parcel and to remove any further deadlines for completing such improvements. I have a motion? So move to approve. Second. I have a motion and a second. Questions, comments? We'll start with you, Mr. Griswold. Well, thank you. Um, as I understand it, this, um, this firm has... This will be the second request for waiver uh, for this development agreement. And seeing as how we normally don't uh, allow more than one shot when we're doing a tax-related item for such as a penalty or something like that, um, I'm a little unclear as to why we are reaching out and going to once again extend this and uh, keep them from entering default on the, agent on the uh, agreement. Ms. Crouch, do you have a response for that? Absolutely. There's a memo in your packet from this firm. They'd actually sent one two weeks earlier as well, and they're requesting they had a project ready to go, and this is, uh, for those of you who are unaware, this is actually involves the Walmart neighborhood market at Opelika Road and East University Drive. And years ago when this, this development was approved, there was a former Kmart that was sitting vacant on the site and the city would, had just finished up the Renew Opelika Road plan. We were losing tenants at the mall. We had a lot going on and there was some interest in this building, but only an interest from it being a storage facility and being a fitness center and not redeveloped and the building was in pretty dire straits. So the city got very proactive and a development firm became very interested in not placing just one, but two Walmart neighborhood markets in Auburn. One would go at Opelika Road and East University Drive, and the second one would go, would go at North Donahue and Shig Jordan Parkway. Uh, the goal was the city did not want to incentivize a freestanding grocery store at North Donahue and Shig Jordan Parkway, but we definitely felt Northwest Auburn was not well served in the grocery realm. So part of this deal was if the company would take down the property, put a Walmart neighborhood market with enhanced architecture on Opelika Road and East University Drive and match that identical project at North Donahue, and it's not written in the agreement, but it's just part of what was discussed, North Donahue and Shug, the city would proceed with a $1.5 million incentive over 10 years, $150,000 a year maximum rebate. Well, what's happened and what Councilperson Griswold's uh, referring to, it's actually been extended twice. This would be the third time. 
And the first time was a six-month extension, and they came back to us and said, we're still working. This out parcel is between a thrift store and the existing Walmart neighborhood market and not highly visible um, from the road, and they were working some projects. They, they didn't happen, they, so they asked for a second extension of 18 months. And the second extension of 18 months, COVID happened. They were actively working, um, and I'll be happy to divulge a container park, which if you don't know what a container park project is, it's a... Uh, multiple shipping containers that had to meet very specific city requirements because we actually don't allow metal to be exposed and some other things working fast and furious prior to the COVID shutdown uh, to bring this project to fruition that did not happen I'm you know the, the it's like pulling the plug out of the bathtub or something on COVID everything <laughs> kind of drained out and and you know financial markets got a little bit tight so they did not proceed and so what their request is is um, you know, they would have been willing to have another time frame on this, but staff felt very strongly that uh, they've attempted for some time to develop this. They delivered what they said they were going to deliver, not just one, but two Walmart neighborhood markets. And that's why we were willing to put this on the agenda and recommend that you consider um, waiving this event to default completely and, and then ultimately removing the requirement that they ever have to develop that out parcel. If they don't develop it, they don't get any tax rebate from it anyway. Um, the Walmart neighborhood market has been extremely successful and we are five years into that development agreement. So they've been receiving tax sharing revenue for five years now. Thank you. Okay. you and the, the tax sharing revenue that they have already received, the, the incentive to date, they don't lose anything of that right that that's correct once that is Going given forward. to them the way the agreement is written should you default you know they don't have to refund when when you default and ultimately an event of default if not waived by the council city council would de facto um eliminate or cancel the agreement completely and so they would be in default and the agreement would be ended if you don't waive this event of All default right. thank you All right. any other questions or comments from the council the only portion that's not been developed under the original plan was the was the that corner lot the walmart the ntb everything else i mean yeah it's the lot was... that sits between the thrift store mm -hmm. and the walmart neighborhood market and and part of the reason that that agree that was ever put on them we, we don't have any other agreements quite like this one and we put this on them to compel them to try to get the entire site redeveloped and also because our policy at the time was we don't do standalone grocery stores so we expect you this is on opelika road at east university drive and that's great but we expect you to develop more than just a grocery store on this site and you just did a Publix deal elsewhere, and that involved Publix and small shop space. We consider that more like a shopping center. So that's also why we did not want to invest in the one in North Donahue. I think it's also important that you understand the prototype that was going to be used was a very different looking prototype than one we affected architectural change on, and it directly benefited the Donahue store as well, which is important to the city staff at the time. And I know we're pretty strenuous on our, pretty strict on our incentives, and we want to hit metrics. Um, I mean, how would you gauge the success of this development sans the one undeveloped lot? Yeah, it's been wildly successful, and we have what, what is a new-looking development, heavily landscaped, um, 
up to a much improved architectural standard compared to if I showed you the before and afters of this site, and we do keep all those in a file. Uh, it's a market improvement out there and welcomes you to, that is actually the busiest intersection in Auburn. You're moving 50 to 60,000 cars a day through that intersection. So it was critical to us that we actually have, if you look carefully, we have four redeveloped corners, not just one, but four. Um, and that intersection was in dire straits before we got started with this program. And this was, that is a very busy intersection. And, and we made market in, improvement and investment there and decorative mast arms, double left turn lanes, all kinds of things to make that a, a better flowing intersection and aesthetically better. Megan, would you say that the, the facility they have on North Donahue and Shug Jordan has been successful and has met, met a need in the Northwest Auburn community? Absolutely. That's our largest growth quadrant of the city. If you consider Highway 14 to, to North College Street like a, like a piece of a, of a pie and look at that whole quadrant, that, that is by far in this last decade the largest growth area in Auburn by a long shot, and there was no grocery store in that area at all, so you were requiring people. Yes, Publix had come along, but you're requiring a lot of people to drive even further, and, and the goal with grocery stores is to serve neighborhoods and regions of the city, and we're always actively working to do that. We don't want people to have to commute any further than they, should ha you know, than, than they need to to get to a grocery. And before Publix was in and before that was in, we had Kroger. And some people in that area were driving to Winn-Dixie because they had nowhere else to go. So um, now we have two Walmart neighborhood markets, generally a little bit closer, and a Publix. So. But I also think it's important just to note we also built a sidewalk at the same time. The city made sure a sidewalk got installed as part of the Shug Jordan um, Donahue project to make it walkable for residents of Northwest Auburn. We also have housing authority properties nearby and we were very um, interested in being sure we made it as accessible as possible even though it sits on a very busy four-lane road that people could walk there if they needed to. Any other questions or comments from the council? Okay, we've got a motion and second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion carries. <coughs> I have a motion to approve the balance of the consent agenda. So moved. Second. I have a motion second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. The consent agenda is approved. All right, council under ordinances this evening, procedurally, we're going to be moving a mildly different than usual, so just, just bear with me. We've got some actions going on. We have an applicant requesting a number of postponements, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention that to you along the way, but somebody is not certain just just stop me and ask what's going on it's no big deal other than the first four items under ordinances the applicant is requesting postponement so we're going to run through these um, and i'll explain that along the way so under ordinances this evening item 9a1 is a request from hubert boatwright to annex approximately 1.76 acres located at the northeast corner of cox road and interstate 85. the planning commission unanimously recommended approval at the at, of this request at its april 8th uh, 2021 meeting. The applicant is requesting postponement of this request to the June 1st, 2021 City Council meeting. Unanimous consent is necessary. I'll introduce the ordinance and move to postpone to a date certain uh, of, our of our next regularly scheduled meeting, June 1st. Second. All right, we have a motion and a second. So any discussion from the council regarding this motion? Okay, hearing a seeing none. Lindsay, roll call. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Ovi? Yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. 
Smith? Yes, ma'am. Taylor? Yes. Anders? Yes. One other thing, I'm about to make an additional statement and we're going to be doing this with ordinances coming up. We want to be very deliberate with the, the public and everybody to understand that we have now uh, passed through first reading of this item. So when it comes back up June 1st, there's no confusion. So I'm going to read a statement after these also. Let the record reflect that Councilperson Hovey has introduced this ordinance for its first reading to the council tonight, and we will have a vote on it at the next council meeting. Okay. All right, you ready for the next item? We are. Item 9A2 is a request from Harry and Allison Painter to annex approximately 33.47 acres located at the northeast corner of Cox Road and Interstate 85. The Planning Commission unanimously recommended approval of this request at its April 8, 2021 meeting. The applicant is requesting postponement of this request to the June 1, 2021 City Council meeting. Unanimous consent is necessary. I'll introduce this ordinance too and move to postpone it to the date certain of our next meeting, June 1st. Second. I have a motion of seconds. Any further discussion from the council? Hearing none, Lindsay with the roll call. Yes. Griswold? Yes, ma'am. Kobe? Yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Taylor? Yes. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Yes. All right, let the record reflect that Councilperson Hovey has introduced this ordinance for its first reading to the council tonight, and we will have a vote on this at its next council meeting. Item 9B1 is a request from Gonzalez Strength and Associates on behalf of Hubert Boatwright to rezone approximately 1.76 acres located at the northeast corner of Cox Road and Interstate 85 from rural to comprehensive development district. The Planning Commission unanimously recommended approval of this request at its April 8, 2021 meeting. The applicant is requesting postponement of this request to the June 1, 2021 City Council meeting. Unanimous consent is necessary. A public hearing is required. I'll introduce the ordinance and move to postpone this ordinance to a date certain being the next regularly scheduled meeting, June 1st of 2021. Second. All right, we have a motion and a second. At this time, Megan, do we open the public hearing? Mayor, I would like to recommend that you consider holding it to the next meeting since that is when you would act on it. But if, if the council is so compelled, you may also open the public okay. hearing this evening. So if the council is, uh, is okay, we'll delay the public hearing until the next meeting when we actually vote on this. Okay. All right. Is there any discussion from the council? All right. Lindsay, roll call. Griswold? Yes, ma'am. Toby? Yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. Smith? Yes, ma'am. Taylor? Yes. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Anders. Yes. Let the record reflect that Councilperson Smith has introduced this ordinance for its first reading to the council tonight, and we will have a vote on it at the next council meeting. Item 9B2 is a request from Gonzalez Strength and Associates on behalf of Harry and Allison Painter to rezone approximately 33.47 acres located at the northeast corner of Cox Road and Interstate 85 from rural to comprehensive development district. The Planning Commission unanimously recommended approval at its April 8, 2021 meeting. The applicant is requesting postponement of this request to the June 1, 2021 City Council meeting. Unanimous consent is necessary and a public hearing is required. Introduce the ordinance and ask that we move, or I move to postpone to a date certain, that date certain being June 1st of 2021. Second. We do have a motion and a second. At this time, we would normally go into the public hearing. If it's all right with the city council, we'll postpone the public hearing until June 1st as well. At this time, is there any discussion or questions from the council? Hearing none, we'll take the roll call. Lindsay? Hovey? Yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Taylor? Yes. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Griswold? Yes, ma'am. 
Yes. All right, one last time. Let the record reflect that Councilperson Smith has introduced this ordinance uh, for its first reading to the council and we will have a vote on it at the next council meeting. That is the end of those postponement items and, and for the general public, those all have to do with the Bucky's project and it, it is uh, for good reason that it just needs to be delayed on the zoning actions until June 1st. So moving forward, item 9B3 is a request from Joel Funderburk on behalf of JTF Properties Incorporated to rezone approximately 0.41 acres of property located at 601 and 603 Harper Avenue and 306 and 308 Summer Hill Road from development district housing to medium density residential district. The Planning Commission recommended denial of this request at its April 8, 2021 meeting by a vote of five to four. Unanimous consent is necessary. A public hearing is required. I'll introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. Second. A motion to second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with a vote on this this evening? Seeing a hearing none, we'll open up the public hearing. If you'd like to speak to the city council, please come forward and give your name and address for the record. Hello. Hey. Um, my name is Tammy Thunderbird. My address is 2418 Snows Hill Road, Auburn, Alabama. My husband and I have owned this property for over 20 years. Uh, it's located at 601, 603 Harper, and 306, 308 Summerhill. We have asked the zoning change to bring our property back in compliance from the last zoning change. There are two units per lot, and the new zone will not change that. Two members of the zoning commission said that this is spot zoning. The planning director told them it wasn't. This property is located uh, directly adjacent to the zoning we are asking for. So all we, were, all we were asking is that you do as the planning department suggested and approve this zoning. Thank you very Thank much. You. <clears throat> is there anyone else who'd like to address the council? Okay. We'll close the public hearing. Any discussions or questions from the council? Anyone? Yes, Mr. Mayor. Go ahead, Mr. Griswold. Okay. Uh, this was just rezoned in March of 2019 after uh, an extensive process for that uh, entire area rezoning. It doesn't seem like there's much permanency in our zoning, and if, if this is ind indicative of it, then our public has a difficult time figuring out just what they're supposed to do if the zoning is going to change uh, in a short period of time. Uh, one of the... Uh, Planning Commission members even refer to this as a convenience rezoning. Um, I understand that they're going to replace the two units that are there with two other units of a larger size, which are currently non-compliant due to the size of the lots. Is that right? Yes, okay. and I can have the action okay. planning director answer further questions if you need. Okay. Um, Is the, that right? The lots are of the right size. For the, for the new development. Correct. They just don't meet the density. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. All right. Um, and duplexes are already permitted in DDH. They are a conditional use. Okay. So instead of rezoning, could this not be just continuation of conditional use? No, because the density of uh, DDH is five and a half units an acre. These lots are... Uh, two-tenths of an acre, so they're only allowed one unit on the lot. Okay, so the lot size is one of the determining factors for... Yes, I'm sorry, yes. Okay, all right, and DDH allows for two unrelated occupants, is that right? I'm sorry? DDH, you can only have two unrelated 
that in a DDH. Correct. Yes. Whereas if we proceed with MDRD, that's five unrelated. That is correct. Yes. So in theory, this could become um, ADDUs or other type of structures. Um, actually, um, in MDRD, the residential units that are allowed by right are single family, zero lot line, townhouse, twin house, duplex, and cottage housing development. Okay. Um, ADDUs and multiple unit developments are conditional. Okay. So, all right. So, in theory, that could could happen, I guess. Possibility. But the, the difference to me is is the going from two unrelated to five unrelated in this, uh, which has, has been a single family residence for a, a while. Um, okay. So, that's that's my uh, my issue and so I I can't support this uh, this request for rezoning uh, and would like to go along with the Planning Commission's recommendation to to deny it sir no sir no sir we can't we can't allow you to talk no sir you're out of order okay does anybody else on the council have a and what was and when we're considering a, a rezoning what are we what are we allowed to consider what are the parameters councils allowed to consider in a rezoning what's going to be potentially built there or what are, what are our parameters there? Your, your general parameters are whether or not it's appropriate for the area based on mainly usually land use plan, you know, as well as recommendations of circumstances. I, I think I'd like to have uh, our acting planning director explain a little bit more about the study in, in 2019 and why this would not have been, why was this not suggested to be MDRD in, in 2019 when that study took place and I think the, the council's got to consider one other item is the planning staff has signaled directly they they intend to study this area immediately uh, there are other parcels and it's also in a little bit about it in your packet there are other parcels um, on Summer Hill that have the same situation and one of the challenges that we have here is these duplexes if you've been by are in need of of some change and one of the challenges when you have something considered non-conforming in an area is when you go to improve it and the valuation exceeds uh, the value of your improvements is more than 50% higher of the it's of the existing valuation. So if they're worth $200,000 now and you want to put $101,000 in them, you can't do that. So it actually makes it very difficult for a developer to come in and invest money to actually spruce up enhance do whatever because they run into a valuation clause and a non-conformity and i can have katie go into a little more of that but that's part of the challenge with all of these properties is that correct katie that is correct um there are uh, nine duplexes in the area um six of them or five of them are directly on Summerhill. Uh, they were built between 1960 and 1979 and so they are a little long in the tooth uh, they, when the performance zoning zoning ordinance was put in place in 84, they were given the zoning designation of NC5, and they sat as single family in a single family zone since then in the hopes that it would one day redevelop to a single family home, but that has not happened. Um, so it makes sense for this area to be a transition from the higher density multiple unit development area on the other side of Summerhill to allow the duplexes to remain and be improved adjacent to the single family residence 
residences to the east. Now the, now the planning department recommended approval, but commission did not. Is there what's, what was? Do we have an idea of the difference? Why they? So it was it was split on, on the higher side being uh, no, um, but it was recommended to approve with the foresight of going back later and looking at the area around it to make a change to rezone those area, those existing duplexes to MDRD, especially those along Summerhill. Like I said, we haven't, or like City Manager Crouch said, we have not gotten to review and revisit that area again, but we do plan to do so to see if it makes better sense to revert that back to a zone that would allow duplexes to be improved and remain as they are. Is that the reason for the denial on the planning commission? Um, because I, it, because they were of, split. Some some of them wanted to wait and zone all of it at one time instead of going ahead and approving this and then coming back and city initiated rezoning for the others. Do but we, staff's approach was we didn't want to hold them up from going ahead and improving those that they own when we were just probably going to recommend that it change staff initiated in the future. And that was going to be my question. Do we know that even if a study is done and however long that will take? I know there, there was originally a Harper Avenue study. It was, and that was in, I think, the spring of 19. And that hasn't been completed yet, has it? No, it has. It has, okay. It has, yes. Um, this area was NC okay. and was changed to DDH. So we don't know today whether or not, if we if we get that study, that the recommendation is going to be exactly the rezone that the, the applicants are asking for? Uh, MDRD would be the most appropriate. Okay, so what they're area. asking for would be the most appropriate. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Do you have a timeline for staff going back to review this in, in your in your calendar? I do not, um, but it would be um, probably sometime this year, if not sooner. We have the five-year update for the comp plan coming up this year. So I would imagine it would be prior to that. What time? What type of uh, time frame do you anticipate it uh, requiring once you do a review and surveying? Or I wouldn't suspect it would take too very long. Um, Weeks. Two months. Two months. Maybe. And Katie, how many parcels versus units is it? There is are five. Nine mm. duplexes total. So um, it's eighteen units and nine right. parcels. So not, not a lengthy study. We'd have to look at the work program for the staff, but that could be accomplished right. in, a, in a reasonable time frame. And I, yeah, I was also listening to that particular planning commission meeting, and my impression was ex exactly the same. The planning commission was just very split on whether or not to study the whole thing. That seemed to be why, why that you don't usually see that level of split vote among planning commissioners, and it was the struggle for them was whether or not to study the whole thing, or if, if staff is recommending and feels they're going to recommend, a, you know, MDRD moving forward, then there was this notion among the ones who voted on the side to allow it to move forward was, <clears throat> hey, if we're going to change this, then, then here we are. But uh, that's certainly up to the council's pleasure what you want to do. But, but in summation, the, the denial wasn't because it wasn't appropriate. It's just because we want to do a study. Yes. And that, that study may end up telling us the exact property zone is appropriate. Correct. 
Correct. Okay. Those who voted in favor uh, of denial uh, was my impression that they were, we were putting the cart before the horse. Procedurally, the, the study traditionally has gone first, and for all yeah. intents and purposes, this, look, this looks, has the appearance of spot zoning. I would disagree, um, mm -hmm. simply because there's MDRD um, on the other side of Summerhill. Yep. Um, and it's not like it's in an island by itself. Right. Thanks. And when you say there's nine units or 18 uh, residences, you're talking about the entire area that's currently zoned DDH. All, everything is yellow on the chart. Is that what you're talking about? No. You said there was five on Summerhill. Correct. There are five, five lots on Summerhill, each of those containing a duplex. So there are 10 units. Oh, I thought you said there were nine, so there are 10 well, units. Sure. Okay. Um, if you, the two lots on Florence, one being the corner lot on Summerhill and Florence, and the one adjacent, those two are both duplexes. The four to the south on Summerhill are duplexes. The south of what? Uh, south of Florence on Summerhill. Are there any single family homes on Summerhill between uh, Harper and Old Stage? Between Harper and Old Stage? Uh, I do not believe so, no. On, on the, the, the area zoned already MDRD, yes. No, I meant on right the, on, on the, this uh, side. No, on, on this, this side. side. No, correct. Okay, well, I, I, I kind of have to agree with with uh, Mr. Parsons. It certainly appears that we're just cherry picking two lots out of a whole DDH area. Um, and if we're going to do that, I think we ought to take a look at the process that we've used in the past and make sure that we're doing something deliberate instead of just. Um, again, cherry picking two lots out of a whole area for rezoning. So. Any other comments from the council? Uh, when was the last time this property was received any renovation? Do you know? I do not know that. Been quite some time, hasn't it? It has. Um, these two lots were constructed in 67 and 73. I used to go by there quite a bit in my previous life, but, uh, I hadn't been over lately, but I, being what I've seen over there, I think it's a great thing that the owner's willing to uh, improve it, and it'd be improved for the community. So I would have been for it, uh, given how much improvement it needs, and I'm, I'm excited that they would be about to improve that to duplexes. I'd, I'd echo that as a representative for that ward. Some of these, we need to encourage any kind of improvement that we can make in this area. I mean, it's a great opportunity for folks to put to redevelop this area. There's a, there's a good opportunity and, and um, as been stated that the only, it sounds like the only delay, the reason we, we got a planning department recommendation and then the commission den denied it based on a future study that may end up putting us in the same place. I think it's advantageous in our duty to the public um, not to delay property owners. If that's the end, if we're gonna get to that path at the end, why delay it? That's unnecessary, so. I'd ask for support on that. Any other comments or questions from the council? Yes, For the Mr. residents that, that do live in that area, 
I mean, what did they come before the commission or anything to? I mean, to, to the any citizens' comments? Yeah, what any type of citizen comments commission? or anything? I can't recall that we had any um, participation in the public hearing. But there was a public hearing, though, correct? Oh, sure, yes. That's the only question I have. Sure. I do not have that noted in my notes here. Oh, yes, I do. I'm sorry. There were no no citizens during the public hearing. When you uh, when you say it will probably it, it it will probably be rezoned to MDRD, how confident are you in that word? Probably. I am pretty confident that the duplexes along Summer Hill will be rezoned to MDRD. Now, the ones adjacent to that, on the east side of that, I am less confident in that, that those will change. I'm a procedural guy, uh, but I do certainly appreciate you uh, as a developer putting uh, your, an investment into the improvement of this property. Um, I, I, I do like the procedure of, of having a study and having clear information about a long-term direction. However, I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll be willing to uh, see this, see this with, with, the, with the anticipation that uh, your zoning study will, will, will make it in compliance with its neighboring um, properties. Well, and I'll, I'll piggyback that, Bob. You know, I, I appreciate the notion of not trying to cherry pick areas to, to um, I'm going to avoid saying spot zone, you know, but instead of cherry picking, but being adjacent to current MDRD and, you know, a probable uh, recommendation by staff, well, a recommendation by staff to approve this and a probable, um, you know, probable rezoning suggestion from staff um, for these five lots. I mean, it's just not a stretch. I, I don't mind um, going ahead and, and trying to, to encourage that redevelopment under those circumstances. All righty. The, uh, the discussions that we've already heard here tonight, I appreciate it, and, and y'all have swayed me, and I will also be supporting this. Okay. All right, so <clears throat> do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. All right, I have a motion second. We'll do the roll call now, Lindsay. Parsons? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Griswold? Yes, ma'am. Obi? Yes, ma'am. Yes. All right, item 9C is a request to amend Article 2, Definitions, Section 203, Article 5, Detailed Use Re Regulations, Sections 507, 508, 509, and Tables 5-3, 5-4, 5-5, 5-6, 5-7, 5-8, 5-9, 5-10, 5-11, 5-12, 5-13, 5-14, 5-15, 5-16, 5-17, 5-18, 5-19, 5-20, 5-21, 5-22, 
to modify downtown regulations to encourage better design in the downtown core. Unanimous consent is necessary and a public hearing is required. I'll introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. Second. Second. I have a motion to second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with a vote on this this evening? Seeing and hearing none, we'll open the public hearing. If you'd like to address the city council, please come forward and give your name and address for the record. Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearings. Any discussion or questions from the council? Yes, Mr. Mayor, I'd like to offer an amendment. Uh, I move that uh, to amend structure height in tables 5, 3, 5, 5, 5, 6, and 5, 7 to only allow the parapet to be an additional four feet of height. Second. Okay. Megan, I want to make sure I handle this the right way. <laughs> So Mr. Griswold has offered an amendment. We do have a second on that. Correct. Um, my next step is... Discussion on the discussion. amendment. Discussion, okay. All right. So. And on the amendment only. Okay, all right. So and if anybody point. would like it, there's a marked up copy that I could share with you. Yep. So at this time, we will have council discussion regarding the amendment and the amendment only. Okay. You have to you have to turn a few pages in your amended document just because it's in the it's in the tables in the back, but that's the ordinance with a red line strike through for you. And let me elaborate on rationale for that. Um, as we all know, building height is an emotional topic downtown. Uh, we've gone from 65 to 75 to who knows what, and we've had parapet height added onto that in the past uh, to allow four feet. And it seems like we're just we're continuing to inch forward, inch forward, inch forward. And this makes it a parapet of six feet if uh, we were to pass this as recommended to us. So um, I would oppose any additional height. Uh, I know the folks that, that uh, fought about building height there, you know, they would have objected to a single inch, much less another two feet. And the Planning Commission, when they went from 65 to 75, went through some, the some theatrics and brought a 10-foot pole and said, look, can you really tell the difference? Well, I'm not gonna bring you a two-foot pole. Y'all can figure out what that is. But if you're looking at it from the street, uh, I, you're, you're not gonna see something on top of a roof with a six-foot parapet that you wouldn't have seen with a four-foot parapet. So I don't really see much difference there. And so it's an objection to overall uh, height creep, uh, if you will, throughout the downtown sector. Ms. Crouch, can you give us? Tables, I'm sorry. We, I apologize. I didn't right. mean to interrupt. These you. four tables that are referenced okay. uh, are the specific places where that would change. Okay. It would just remain as is, rather than uh, adding an additional two feet. First of all, I really appreciate all the effort of so many people in our community to get us to this point. This was such a combination of citizens and stakeholders and people that are in this industry, along with our great planning staff, our planning commission, and the downtown design review team spent lots of time. There were public hearings held, and I just want to say generally I'm very grateful for the concerted effort uh, to look at these changes. Um, Ms. Crouch, can you give us, or, or maybe Ms. Robinson can give us an idea of how we got to this four to six foot on the parapet, and what, what was the reason for that? What was the need for that? I'll have Katie go into additional details in just a minute. I, I think it's important as an outcome of this process that the, the understanding and underlying theme was the Downtown Design Review Committee was, is tasked, and, and importantly tasked, with 
helping to implement the downtown master plan and to improve design uh, of buildings. We have larger and taller buildings and there's been quite a bit of discussion about the design of these buildings and, and their main focus was what could we do to change the zoning ordinance as well as create new design standards that are, that are asks, they're not musts. Um, to improve design of buildings. And I can tell you, I'll have Katie go into much more detail about it uh, from the planning lens, but I sat, I was a member of the Downtown Design Review Committee until I became city manager and sitting in there, their only goal was to improve design. And this parapet change has everything to do with requiring a variation in a roof line and giving people an additional two feet to do it. It's not two feet of habitable space and it's not two feet of space that, that eliminates usage of, of the building to the 75 feet in height. What it is is an inexpensive way to get better architecture on these buildings and to have better variation in the roof lines, but I'll have Katie provide more detail. Well, and if, if I may jump in, let's, let's get a definition of a parapet wall. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a oh, that's a great, great stop. No, I mean, we're, talking about, we're talking about the cap of a flat roof that's there for decorative purposes or to hide perhaps rooftop utilities and that sort of thing. You've right? got your planning degree, Jay. That's you know, I'm, good. I've been around for a little while. But I, mean, I just think it's a, a, yeah. a good note to at least explain what a parapet wall yeah, is. Yeah, Katie, go ahead and please. Sure. Um, so you are allowed to have an, an additional four feet of our decorative cornice or a parapet just to extend from the flat roof that's typically in an urban environment um, to, like you said, shield uh, mechanical equipment or to add variation in the roof lines. Katie, it's not actually... It looks like it's part of the facade, but is actually constructed separately and apart from and is, is attached differently. It is lighter in nature from a structural standpoint, so it doesn't mess with structural elements of the building. Um, typically used to screen. We also see parapets in non-urban environments. You see them in all of our suburban shopping centers. They're providing variation in the building, but they're also often screening mechanical equipment that nobody wants to look at. Correct. Is there a specific reason why it's four to six feet instead of just up to six feet? Well, the um, proposed changes is four to six feet. So we didn't want to, we didn't want individuals to think that you had to do six okay. um, or you had to do four. I mean, you could do any, any of the above from okay. 75 feet where it's the max in certain areas of town. You could do 77 feet if you wanted to, a two additional foot for a, for a parapet, but that, Two foot difference, I wouldn't imagine is. Uh, I think you're allowed a greater product when you have a variable that you can extend. So I think that six foot would allow that. The four to six is signaling and encouraging the four to six foot yeah. as opposed to up to six feet, and somebody may choose not to do one at all. Sure. Okay, so that's supposed to be read as a the minimum is four. And then you can, the maximum is six. Well, you don't have to have a parapet, no. Yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to gather why, if there's some specific reason why there's. Why we allow. Why it's up to six, no, 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 why it's, it feels like it would, up to six is this more specific than four to six. I, I'm trying to. That I don't know okay. why. Well, no, okay, why I, 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 that's what I was asking. I, I didn't know if there was some specific reason. Sorry. Like I said, I think it's it's merely a suggestion because, yes, the way that it reads, you don't have to put one at all, but a four <laughs> to six is a suggestion. And I think we acknowledge it could say up to six, but, yeah, the ordinance that you're dealing with yeah. says four to six. Thank you. Megan, also, I picked up that you said that this is, even regardless of 
any adjustments to this language contained in these. These are recommendations as opposed to mandatory uh, regulations. Uh, th these are mandatory. There are recommendations that also follow this that are, we are, we've always had since 2006 urban core design standards. Many people may not be aware that we have them. We have Williams Blackstock Architects and a committee that Jan Dempsey led, a former mayor, uh, for design standards. The challenge with that document is we can't make you comply with it. It's a suggestion. So there are a number of other things the Downtown Design Review Committee has worked up and will be provided in a guideline style document um, in tandem with the zoning ordinance. The beauty of these zoning ordinance changes is it is going to be codified if you adopt this and these will be mandatory requirements. Okay, thank you. And this is something that I, if staff understood correctly, the council wanted some more teeth in design to the extent of Alabama law and that is what we are producing here. You mentioned that these parapet walls are not not required, obviously not required, but in theory anyway, if they're there for decorative purposes and screening of sorts, I mean, I think probably screening is the most typical use for these. Um, and I pre and I agree, Kelly, that I you know this height has been a big. My mother is is right there with with the rest of them, and an inch is too much. But for argument's sake, I could build a 75-foot building, put a 52-inch air conditioning unit up to the edge of that building, and not cover it with a six-foot parapet wall all day long, right? It can't be visible. depends on the, put it in the, in the middle of the roof. You've accomplished that objective, but... The height increase in the parapet has everything to do with architecture, which is we're requiring a better variation in roof lines as part of this, and it was giving people some extra height to do so. But um, there is no gamesmanship in this. There is no nobody gets an advantage from more habitable space. Well, that's, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying it doesn't it doesn't affect my 75 foot building mm -hmm. height. You know, all no. it does is potentially avoid a decorative screening. Of stuff on the roof we don't want to see is, is my interpretation and so i, I mean I, I think that you wouldn't say anyway today with a four foot roof in, in, in most likelihood yeah in the in the roof variation the challenge was when when you take something away from people in the name of design there there's a challenge when when you make it easy for them and cost effective for them to improve their design, they will do so typically. Um, and so some of this is also born out of the feedback that from design professionals and property owners saying, we, we can live with this change and make a better variation in roof because you're finding a way to make it also cost effective at the same time. Um, to pe the untrained eye, they may not notice the difference, but you know, that, that's the why. Uh, the additional two feet is just making that a little bit better, but that is obviously at the discretion of the council. What would be a reason that we that we would ever raise the parapet height in the future? I mean, why would is there a reason for that? Just to just to allow the the greater flexibility of adding that vertical articulation in the building. But the people that were making these determinations and talking about this felt like that six feet was the right number, and that was okay. Yes, there was no argument.
sum up again, what, what is the two foot difference? What does that mean architecturally? What will that do? Hoping that it will add um, changes in the roof line. Okay. To where it's not all straight across and you've got the vertical articulation of the building to where it's just a different roof line. I wish, um, well, I don't have a. But adds to the aesthetics and the. Absolutely. I'm just trying to figure out that two foot difference. It just gives them more flexibility. And it could provide more variation. I mean, that. Yeah. So could 10 foot, you know, back when we were arguing of uh, 10 foot versus 75 foot, but that ship has already sailed. Um, you know, again, we're just adding more to be adding more. Um, you're set walking down the street looking up, and you're not going to be able to tell if there's a two foot difference or not. You know, from, you know, because right now you're walking down the, the tunnel of doom when you go down the street anyway, looking straight up. Uh, you know, so there's not any real architectural, you know, advantage of having a, a six foot parapet versus a four foot parapet when you're when you're having to look straight up just to to see. You can't get any sail signal or anything else. So, I mean, the reason I'm adamant about this is because my constituents are adamant about this. You know, we went through years of, of fighting the previous city council just to see things inch up, inch up, inch up, despite what the public wanted to do. And so to me, it's a matter of principle that, you know, enough's enough. But... Any other council members? Anything else? The downtown committee was all in, they were in favor of the four to six feet. Yes, sir, they were. Miss Solomon was as well. Uh, yes, she didn't have any opposition to it. But did she express support for it or just not say anything? Um, I don't know that she. Right. Okay. So let, let's not let's not assume everybody supports everything in here just because there wasn't a comment made in public. I'm not assuming nothing. I asked the question. Did she bought? Did she? Uh, well, I'm not she talking. I was talking to the to the answer. Well. Anyone else on the council? Megan, when the, the height was raised to 75 feet and the college edge overlay, when was the last time the height had been raised in downtown? When Ms. Dempsey's study group worked, it went from 60 to 66, I believe. You, you had aspects of that, then it went to 75 feet and then it came down to 65 feet and went and just the edge and then it went back to 75 feet. Okay. And then years before when Magnolia Plaza was built and other things, you, you had taller than that was allowed. So there, you know, there were, there's been many iterations in downtown. But again, this is, there, it, a parapet is treated differently and it's not here to split hairs, just to make sure you understand it's, a parapet does not have anything to do with the building height. It does add additional architectural okay. elements that are taller than 75 feet, absolutely. But it's not considered part of the structure height definition. Any other questions? I, I got one question. Uh, do you know how, how, how tall or how high the new culinary center is going to be? Well over 100 feet. I can't remember the, the absolute number. Um, it is well over 100 and 
feet. It's 110 or 120. I can't recall exactly. Well, I understand Mr. Griswold's uh, motion, and, and I respect him for it. I really do. But to me, it's not right when uh, a private citizen can't build over 75 feet, but the university can build 100 feet, and nothing's said about it. Everybody's just perfectly fine with that. But to let a private citizen want to do it, we want to jump all over them and say you can't do it and talk about the last city council. Well, I happened to be on that last city council. I know. And I did what was right. I thought what was right for the best for the city of Auburn, and I had a lot of support in it. Not everybody was against that. Did I catch some flag for it from some people? Yes. If you make a decision, you're always going to catch flag, but you got to do what you feel in your heart is right. And I only feel it's right because if you can't tell a private citizen he can't do something, turn right around the university do it, and nothing said. It's just lovely. I don't mean to get irritated, but, uh, you know, that just kind of sticks in my craw. The government can do it, but the private citizen can't do it. I think we're opening up a very large conversation with what citizens can and cannot do in a civilised town. I think... Um, with regards to Councilman Griswold's uh, representation of his constituents, um, I mean, I feel I'm in exactly the same place. I'm not having a lot of citizens come to me and say, downtown is rocking, we love it, we love the look of it. I don't hear that. I, I, I don't. And my job is also to represent citizens. And without question, as a representative of Ward 6, I'm very confident to say citizens come to me and are very unhappy with the look of Glen and of downtown. What are we to do? Well, the great Represent thing is I believe some of these down, a lot of these downtown design review um, recommendations are going to provide us better projects downtown. They're going to look better. They're going to... I mean, they're going to fit better with the street. They're going to have better entrances, and I think they're going to be, I believe they'll be better-looking buildings. So the overall work of this committee and this commission and the volunteers of the community and the downtown design review team, I believe, is to be commended. I do believe they'll deliver a better project product for the citizens of Auburn. Um, the reality is we've got, you know, three or four projects that are there that we're all going to have to live with. But I believe the holistic part of what they've done is going to benefit our community uh, for generations to come. Mr. Mayor, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I recognize the work went into this and the whole bits. I've offered you know, one amendment to affect one minor part. But other than that, I'm perfectly happy with the rest of this document. So, I mean, I, this, is, this is nothing about the, uh, the commission or the work that was done or the, or the citizen input or anything like that. I, I'm very very complimentary of, uh, of the work that went into this. So this is just the one amendment. You know, if you don't want to, if you want to consider it fine, if you don't, we'll move on. And Mr. Griswold, uh, it is one specific aspect of a, a total package, yes. which is, has been a point of contention in this town, is the height of the buildings. And it's not as though you're attempting to pull apart in people calling me and voicing their displeasure. Yeah, okay, maybe, two feet. As Mr. Griswold said, no one's going to be able to notice it, whether it's four foot or six foot. You know, we hear a lot about people complaining about this town, but our numbers say otherwise. People are begging to live in this town. They're begging to put their kids in this school. We have a fantastic city staff that busts their humps to make this city wonderful. 
This is a fantastic city to live in. It's a, it's a shining city on a hill that people want to live in. They want to live in Auburn. I know it's clever and cute and fun to dog the home team, but this is a fantastic place to live, to work, and raise your children. And I am very thankful. And as Mr. Griswold said, four foot, six foot, no one's going to be able to see the difference. But, it, but the idea that, that we're just going to, people are going to complain, 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 well, I'll tell you the opposite. I hear from people that love living here, that want to live here. They love the, the public safety, the folks that take care of us. They love the school system. They love shopping downtown. They love this city. And it's like we just get into this mind frame of dogging it, dogging it, dogging it. And that's not the town I know. It's not the place I choose to live. And it's not the place I have the honor of representing the citizens in. This is a fantastic city. And as Mr. Griswold said, I agree with him. I don't think people will know the difference. I don't think anybody's dogging out town. There's, there's one component that we're talking about, which is height. I love my town. I've been here 20 years. I love it. I raised my children here. All my kids have gone through the city schools. Fantastic, fantastic city services. Wonderful police force. Wonderful fire department. We're talking about an aspect of representing the community who love this town on the whole, but have some issues with the height of the buildings in the downtown area. It's, I'd, I'd rather stay more focused on the task at hand than the larger issue that I don't think is an issue here. We're just talking about the height of a, height of a parapet. Mr. Griswold has offered an amendment. We've had discussion uh, at this point in time. Do we have, this would be, the motion would be to approve the amendment, correct, Megan? The motion is to approve the amendment. Motion so is to approve the amendment, okay. Vote, vote for it, you're in favor of the amendment. If you vote against it, you're not in favor and of the Megan, amendment. And Megan, do we need to do this with roll call? You do, you do not. You do not, okay. So um, do we need a motion to, to approve? We've got a motion he already, already on the had table. It. He okay. already made a motion. Right, so it the motion is on the table. I just for me. the amendment, not the whole thing. All right, so we have a motion to approve the amendment. Okay. So all in favor of approving this amendment, please say aye. 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 All opposed, please say nay. 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 All right, let's do this by... You're, go ahead and do roll call let's now. Let's go ahead and do roll call. So all, all, all in favor of the amendment. Dawson? No. Dixon? No. Griswold? Yes. Hobie? No. Parsons? Yes. Smith? No. Taylor? Yes. Anders? No. Amendment fails. Okay. All right, so we're back to the original ordinance here. Um, and we'll open up discussion on the ordinance itself. Comments from the council? If not, is there a move to approve? So moved. Second. All right, we have a motion and a second. Actually, I think you already had a motion and a second. So you just have a vote on the actual. Okay. All right, so we'll have a roll, roll call. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Taylor. Yes. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes. Hovey? Yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. Yes. Okay, Mayor, we'll be moving into resolutions. Sure. We, ha we have a resolution of permanent operation this evening, which tracks similar to an ordinance, so we're going to be going through any another unanimous consent process. 
So under resolutions this evening, item 10A1 is a development agreement between the City of Auburn and Bucky's Auburn LLC. The City of Auburn, in exchange for annexation and development of a travel center at the Interstate 85 Exit 50 interchange, investing in approximately $45 million, creating an estimated 175 new jobs, and adding a major new component to the tax base of the city, will remit to Bucky's Auburn for a period not to exceed 25 years portions of certain sales and use and fuel taxes to be levied and collected by the city. Unanimous consent is necessary and a public hearing is required. I'll introduce the resolution to ask for unanimous consent. Second. Second. All right, I have a motion and a second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward on this this evening? Hearing none, roll call? Yes. Okay, we'll do a roll call. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Dixon? Yes. Griswold? Yes. Hovey? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. Smith? Yes, ma'am. Taylor? Yes. Anders. Yes. This time we'll open the public hearing. If you'd like to address the city council, please give your name and address for the record. And I'd like to recognize Mr. Stan Beard from the Bucky's company. If you would please come forward at this time. Representing the developer. Good evening. I'm uh, Stan Beard, director of real estate for Bucky's. And I love this town. <laughs> um, First, I want to I want to I want to commend Megan, uh, the staff, Dunlap, even, uh, <laughs> even. <laughs> great great staff, uh, great planning group. Um, I've I've really enjoyed meeting you, Mayor Anders, and and Mr. Dawson, and so I just I just want to uh, I just want to tell you how excited we are to be in Auburn. Um, this is going to be your Bucky's, uh, and so I'm here to answer any questions or, or whatever. I'm just here to say hi. Sure. Well, we're proud to have you here. We're grateful that you thought our town was uh, interesting enough and deserving enough to talk to in the beginning, and uh, I appreciate you digging in with us. I'm very proud of the staff that you mentioned. They do a great job for our city each and every day, and this is another fruit of their efforts. Yep. Um, but we're very excited about the potential of Bucky's being in our community. Very excited about that and glad to have you here tonight. Great. Does anyone on the council like to ask Mr. Beard any questions or have any comments? Welcome to Auburn. Thank you. <laughs> when I, when uh, I made, made mention to my sister-in-law that uh, this was a possibility, she spent many years in Houston and she, she about did a little <laughs> dance on the floor when, when I told her. It was very exciting. That's I'm nice Pleased to, to have you. Yeah, that's great. I'd like to say welcome to Auburn. We're, great, we're glad to have you down at Exit 50. I think you're going to be a good uh, citizen of Auburn, and we appreciate it. And uh, one thing I can definitely say, the overwhelming majority is in favor of Bucky's. I hadn't heard anything bad or negative about it at all. Well, we're glad to be your neighbor. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I also want to say that uh, the Northwest Auburn uh, side is absolutely I mean, everybody is so glad that, you know, and I think it is mainly about jobs. Mm. You know, people people need jobs. You're offering 175 new jobs. And, well, not just the jobs, but the salary. Mm. So, um, so you know, I've, I've sort of kind of, once I was told, I put it out there, and I got a lot of good comments about it, and they just want to know when the application process starts. Okay. So, so um, we're, we're proud of the jobs we bring. Uh, the, the folks who work for us are, are they are Bucky's. That's who makes us successful. 
Uh, it'll be a minimum 175, uh, I would assume north of that. Uh, our minimum wage is $15 an hour. So walking in, um, you know, high school graduate or not, if you're friendly and can say howdy, um, and Howdy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so to answer to answer the, the the question about you know the the possibility of Bucky's and all that, it's we're coming, uh, and and we usually start the hiring process around six months to nine months before we know that we're going to be opening. And uh, as far as opening goes, uh, you know we. We, we are working towards uh, the requisite permitting and, and all that stuff, but I, I understand that, and I have to say this, hopefully it gets recorded for my boss, but uh, I believe in, in November of 22, y'all are going to be hosting the A&M Aggies, and my two favorite teams are the University of Texas <laughs> and anyone playing Texas A&M. <laughs> So we hope to be open for uh, for that fall of 2022. So that's as as the world turns. It's it's it happens pretty fast. So we're excited. Stan, well, we okay. appreciate your investment in Auburn, but you're also your company's willing to be a great corporate charitable citizen of our community too, and um, we're very grateful for that. That evidently is just part of the culture of the company. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I just, I just got another a, question. I wanted so you work at Bucky's because you got a mighty friendly looking face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's why they send me out of here. <laughs> uh, I just want to say welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. your investment. I think it's going to be a great partnership. I know folks in Ward Four are excited. It's either the thirty-one different flavors of ices, we the wall of beef jerky. Um, now, and really the customer service folks that have been to other Bucky's, they, they mentioned the cleanliness, the customer service, it's just all of that is, I think it's going to be a great partnership and thank you very much. We're very proud that your company's chose to be here. Great. Great. Yeah. I have a quick question. There are a lot of people very excited about this. And one question I did, uh, come up that a lot of people came up to me about was, are there going to be electric charging stations? Yes, there are. Yes. Okay. I think, uh, I think that is really great. We are, um, and, and I'm so happy to be able to say that so forcefully because a week ago I would not have been able to. The, 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 just so you know, the business of electric charging is, is, is difficult to pin down. Uh, and, and we want to, as our whole company is focused on, we want to exceed expectations. And so, just us saying we're going to throw out a couple of charging stations doesn't mean much. And so we're hopefully over the next weeks to months, we're going to be able to make some announcements that we're, uh, we're jumping into the game. Uh, because we, you know, we understand it's, it's, it's coming, uh, you know, later than sooner, but, it, but it is coming. And, uh, and we just want you to come in and eat our beef jerky. Uh, <laughs> you can charge your car, or fill it up, whatever. Well, thank you very much. We yeah. appreciate you being here tonight. Thank, thank you it. very much. All right, the public hearing still opens. Anybody would like to address the council? Please step forward. Give me your name and address for the record. All right, seeing none, we'll close the public hearing. See any discussion or you had him. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. I'll I'll retract that public hearing. Come on. Yeah. My bad. No, it's okay. I mean, I'm.
you know, I'm, I'm probably just sitting back there, fly on the wall, and you didn't see me. It's no problem. <laughs> I'm Ken Pilant, for the record. Um, I, I currently reside uh, in, in Brett Smith's ward. However, I grew up in Tommy Dawson's ward, which is about, I don't know, maybe right up the road. As a child, we leased some property, and I knew Joe Painter, and when I was about six years old, he gave me a kite, but I'll digress. Um, the, the point that I just kind of want to make clear is, is I'm sure there'll be some people um, that might complain, um, perhaps, about, about this. And whether it be heights on buildings or sidewalks or bike paths or, or duplexes, I think the Thunderbirds left. But, um, you know, change is sometimes very difficult um, to deal with. You know, and everybody has a different tolerance level. Um, but I, f I feel like it's exciting. I, I came because I felt like there were going to pe be people here that may not be so receptive. I am so pleasantly surprised and thankful and grateful um, to everybody here that understands, you know, how big of a deal this is. This is 175 jobs minimum. Minimum pay is $15 an hour. And we should be a city in which that encourages, and, and a city, and, and perhaps a better word is a community, right? Not just city officials, not just you people sitting at an elevated height, you know, above all of us, but, but everybody here in that zip code of 36830, 36832, uh, and, and the greater Lee County. This is a big deal. And we need to welcome positive change in the same enthusiasm that we've resisted it in the past. And we all know there's some, we had some predecessors that, that pushed some development away and pushed tax dollars and revenue away. And it hurt property values. It hurt jobs. It hurt revenues. Let's change that, shall we? So this is, this is a great thing, not that my opinion matters or, or is worth anything. It's not worth any more, any less than anybody's. But, as a, as a person that has been out there, let's see, for 30, Tommy, 35, going on 35 years, and played at every creek down there, and the Dawsons did too, um, we welcome you, or at least I do. I welcome you, and I, and I appreciate you making my property taxes go up. So thank you, Mr. Beard. Y'all got that on record? <laughs> Good. Tommy, thanks. The bike lanes. Megan, it's, it's very important. Um, just, I, I'm going to try to relate this in real quick, but I appreciate y'all looking into that. Um, I am one of those concerned citizens. I'm very concerned about having bike lanes on a, uh, an interstate exit road. Um, that's, that's very concerning. So thank y'all for looking into that, Tommy. Thanks for bringing it up. And, and uh, hey, thanks. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank Sorry I missed you. Mr. Pilot, can we get your address for oh, the record? Uh, so I grew up at 2010 Cox Road, but we I live at 1400 Annaloo Ridge Trail, formerly okay. Annaloo Drive. Sorry, Thank Megan. Good you. catch. No, no problem. She's on top of things. She no is, problem. She is. I promise. All right. Public hearing is still open. Does anyone else like to address city council? Please come forward and give your name and address for the record. Anyone else? I'm not missing anyone. All right. I'm going to close public Move for approval. Second. Any further council discussion? 
Well, I, I, I want to uh, just uh, bring up another subject, you know, when we was meeting on this, that I, I, I would like for him to, uh, or someone to, to um, talk about. And one of the questions that, and, and this is not a negative, uh, one of the questions that um, was asked to me was, is it a truck stop? Okay. So, and I think a lot of people who, and, and he explained that real well. So can you just elaborate on that a little bit so that public are know? And please, you're representing the developer. We'll please ask you to come back. So the, the answer is no. We are not a truck stop. We, uh, we actively prohibit um, tractor trailers from, from the site. If there's, if there's one section of the world who doesn't like buckies, it's truck drivers. And, and it's because it just, it, our business models just don't, don't jive. And so, uh, uh, there are no, there are no trucks, just our, our fuel trucks are the only 18 wheelers that, that come in and out of there. So I think that would probably be the only complaint or downfall, you know, if anybody did have a complaint about it. So I just wanted that to be for the record. So those who out there, I hope they heard that. Yeah, thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Stan. All right. Megan, do we do this with yeah, a roll call? Do we, we have a motion and second. We'll do another roll call vote. Okay, so if, we got a motion and second. Is closed. All right. okay. Lindsay, we'll go with the roll call. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Jason? Yes. Griswold? Yes, ma'am. Kobe? Yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. Smith? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes, ma'am. All right, moving forward, we have two additional items under resolutions. They are conditional uses that track with other items that were po postponed earlier. I'm still going to, to go through the process, and those items do need to be postponed. Just procedurally, we want to be clear to everybody exactly what happened for the record. So item 10B1 is a request from Gonzalez Strength and Associates on behalf of Hubert Boatwright and Harry and Allison Painter for conditional use approval of a road service use gas station with convenience store and car wash, also known as Bucky's for property located at the northeast corner of Cox Road and Interstate 85 in the Comprehensive Development District. The Planning Commission unanimously recommended approval of this request at its April 8, 2021 meeting. The applicant is requesting postponement of this to the June 1, 2021 City Council meeting. A public hearing is required. I move to postpone until the June 1st City Council meeting. Second. All right, we have a motion and a second. Is there any other discussion from the Council? All right, we'll take a roll call on this. You don't need a roll don't call. Don't need a roll this. call. So, all in favor of postponing until June 1st, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? <clears throat> and that motion carries. All right, item 10B2 is a request from Gonzalez Strength and Associates on behalf of Harry and Allison Painter for conditional use approval of an agricultural support use tractor supply and sales and repair for property located at the northeast corner of Cox Road and Interstate 85 in the Comprehensive Development District. The Planning Commission unanimously recommended approval of this request at its April 8, 2021 meeting. The applicant is requesting postponement of this to the June 1, 2021 City Council meeting. A public hearing is required. I move to postpone until the June 1st, 2021 Auburn City Council meeting. Second. Okay. I have a motion to second. Is there any discussion or questions from the council? Hearing none. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? And that motion carries. Mayor, those are all the items of business we have for you this evening. Okay. This time we'll open up the citizens' open forum. If you'd like to address City Council, please come forward and give your name and address for the record. Um, you will have three minutes to speak. And remember that you are talking to the city council. You're not talking to staff members. Um, and please make sure your tone is civil. Um, but you're welcome to come 
to the podium at this time. Three minutes. Okay. Seeing no one, we'll close the citizens' open forum. Is there a move to adjourn? So moved. We are adjourned. <laughs>